Joe, what do tailors do when they get tired? I don't know. They press on. Uh, uh, Clothing humor. Joe, what peels and chips? What doesn't crack? Beats me. Potatoes. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this is the kind of fa- fun family-friendly comedy you could find on, I think, with the Christian Broadcasting Network. Is this this is like you know, Deaf Comedy Jam to the <laughs> the Pat Robertson audience? Joe, did I tell you about the uh, the, uh, the the 28-year-old girl I'm having an affair with? Well. Two 14-year-olds tied together. But if you do the math... There we go. There we go. And we're canceled. All right. (laughs) Hello, Joe. Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. And he already announced my name is Joe, so I don't even have to do that this week. You're just taking... This is my birthday wish come true. (laughs) You're doing all the work. I'm just sitting here, press the button. I'm like George Jetson. I just push the button. Jane, get me off this crazy thing. If this was your birthday wish, instead of talking into this mic on a podcast, I'd be talking to a mic at your eulogy. So let's let's, let's be really honest. All right, great. You know, you already ruined the surprise, too. Okay, so whatever. Joe, big week. Big week. I'm going to say this, and I can't say it hard enough. Free at last. Free at last. Good almighty. I'm free at last. I, after four attempts and about $1,200 of fines and tickets, and the proud holder of a Massachusetts state driver's license. Wow. Whose is it? So, you know, <laughs> I had to find a guy who looked half as good as this with a birthday within a 12-year No, I, I got it this week. That, that was your, the highlight for me was celebrating your birthday by myself at home and the second highlight would be finally like i said after four attempts and six months of trying and each and every time finding out about tickets from 31 years ago or mother-in-law excess taxes that i'm on my hook for for six years ago you know all all of that the long suffering has come to an end so congrats to me yeah congratulations and you know what? Treat yourself to a new computer. You know, you've worked it. <laughs> you know, we're getting there. Uh, it turns out, turns out, I did a little research, talked to a guy at the Genius Bar, and, and you know what? As much as I want to make a joke, it's like, yeah, the genius over here told me what to do. Uh, guy at the Genius Bar kind of did one of these, look over the left shoulder, look over the right shoulder. Dude, would you like to, to buy an O? Like that, like that guy in the trench coat on Sesame Street right. that walks up to Ernie. Would you like to buy an O? <laughs> uh, but he had suggested, look, there's a place in Hudson, New Hampshire. Give them a call. And then I walked in the store, and it's like I actually found another guy who, you know, a lot of good Yelp reviews. I talked to him for a while. Sounded like he really knew what he was talking about, and lives over in the great city of Slummerville. Um, and then I found this place a little closer that, you know, a brick and mortar place that I walked in and they refurbish old Macs and you, and, and the guy kid, you know, I mean, honestly, I have sucks older than him. I, I have traffic tickets. Older than <laughs> him. <laughs> and, uh, and so my, my 2014, in 2017, you know, Zod willing, I will have back next week for a third the cost of a new Mac. 
you know, hmm. and the guy's like, you know, what are you doing on this? I'm like, uh, Word, Excel, email, uh, porn, I'm Googling stuff. and um, You can keep you six know. packs of b- <laughs> soda in the fridge. <laughs> and, um, and I said, you know, the other one I'm hoping to, you know, have as my son's Roblox, you know, YouTube machine. And he's like, okay, well, you know, it's an hour service. You brought in the hard drive. This is great. This is a great one. Good choice on this. I'm like, some genius over the Mac store told me to get it. Uh, he thought that was funny. And uh, <laughs> and he goes, oh, do you want a new keyboard too? I'm like, oh, maybe. How much? He's like, I have about 50 bucks another hour of uh, you know service time. I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, the then, keyboards on the Macs, when they go, they are gone. So hopefully, and like I said, you know, next week, hopefully I have an update that says, like, I didn't furbish my two Macs and buy a bridge in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, <laughs> but right now we're still low teching it. And thank you for that. And, uh, you know, the, the other big updates this week, my dad had back surgery this week and he turned out fine. Um, you know, I, I, I asked the doctor if they can like, you know, make sure they get that, you know, chip inside him that makes him be a Trump supporter out. And the guy's like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, there is not a Fox broadcasting system inside your father's back. I, I can't do anything about that. And uh, our three-legged rescue dog, Logan, or I should say foster dog. He's a rescue dog, yes, but he's not ours fostering. You know, he's lost a couple pounds and is... Uh, well, somebody has during this quarantine. You know, he is a really, 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 really great dog. But uh, what about you? That's that's my that, that catches everybody. Biff's now up to speed. Uh, so, first of all, back off the camera a little bit. You're you're you crowd me here. You're right there. You go. Yes, yes. <laughs> so starting the party early. <laughs> Can you get change for twenty? Um, <laughs> yeah, you're saying these tits aren't worth the twenty. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> Uh, I just want to bounce some nickels off of them. This is what I want to do. You, you, you don't think these moves are worth 20 bucks? <laughs> I just want, you know, my money's worth is all. I want 20 good hours of boobage. I, I actually, one time at the pool earlier in the summer, I made fun of myself. Made fun of myself. I was fat shaming myself in front of the boys. That the wife doesn't like when I do that. And I referred to my moves. In my son's 12 years on this flat earth, he has never heard anything funnier. Moves, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the Brangelina of you know twelve-year-old humor. Moves, and management was less than thrilled that I brought that term into his world. <laughs> You're just taking your first step into a larger world. Uh, but uh, but but seriously, bring me up to speed. How was your week, birthday boy? Oh, it's been the same. There's nothing different. I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting around avoiding people, except when I go to the stores. I go to the stores. I get my foods. I've been um, trying to do some technological stuff around the house because our Wi-Fi crap. And my wife needs her internet access to be good in her room. Her, 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 her room. We share a room. We're not, we're, our marriage is fine. But her, <laughs> her office is in the, like the dead zone. It's like in the Bermuda Triangle phantom zone of our house where you just can't get a good signal. I actually plugged in a router that tells you if you have a good signal and it turned red. I told you to move. <laughs> yes. It, just, <laughs> it posted on Zillow. That's what it did immediately. It tapped out. It just right. tapped out. So I'm like ordering like actual patch cable to run along the stairs to go up to oh. her. Yeah. And I'm going to – and it's – you know, I actually got the cable. It works. I'm getting – it goes – I got from 
100 gigabytes, which is super fast, in the Wi-Fi uh, to... It's gigawatts. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> to 500 gigawatts. Like, it quintupled the speed. So, you know, a straight connection with this thing is pretty golden. But I got the wrong adapter because oh, Mac And you had to go sucks. back to Radio Shack. Yes. Right. <laughs> but while I was there, I picked up a new Tandy. So that was nice. <laughs> they got the Color Computer 3 now. Whoa. So, that... Uh, but know, yeah, when we were having trouble with our interweb, and honestly, the guy at the store suggested it, and then the two people in the cubicle on the other side of the world, uh, very thick accents, both named Kevin, both all suggested, "Oh, well, why don't you use an Ethernet cable?" I'm like, "Cause I don't want to look like white trash trailer park going down a flight of steps, like you know, duct taping it to the wall." It's like, is it the whole idea? behind the wireless internet is um what is what is that component that makes it wireless not having a fucking wire <laughs> you know like, i i knew i would think of it and i and, and no but so and like i told you it's like i was going to invest heavily 119 dollars on those i uh, those they come in packs of three those booster things then i brought you know we're back i went to the store to buy them the guy's like well we don't have them right now but what's going on i explained he goes Oh, well, let me see what they did. Wait a minute. They gave me the exact same router, just one that hadn't been used before. Like, we've upgraded those two years ago. Try this new one. Now, three streets away, people are saying, hey, Chuck. <laughs> Thanks for the internet. Seriously, all summer I've been lamenting about this. And now it's, it's – it's, and, and, and I just happened to get a, you know, a boy whose head wasn't in his ass. And wow. now – and that's all, honestly, all it was. And I'm like, well, okay. He goes, well, if it doesn't work, you know, we can order those things. But before you spend the 119 bucks, why, why don't you give this a try? I'm like, wait, the Mac guy didn't try to upsell me and you're not trying to upsell me? It's like, wait a minute. There is some good in this world right. other than Joe's smiling face. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, our house, I think I mentioned this last podcast or when we were talking about it before, Superman can't see through our walls. You know, it's yeah. just one of those things where, it, you know, I might as well just start drilling now. There's well, it's no funny because I'm a Superman aficionado. He can't see through lead, also can't see through asbestos. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I have no, both. So I have nice. both. I actually have asbestos paint. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I think I found it. If it's not. If somebody was to have that in their house, it'd be you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This house. Yeah, but I've heard. And it's a rumor that that's the best thing to paint over mold with. <laughs> yes. Asbestos paint. Well, you know why? Because it blends mold. well. That's why. It actually, it's an, it, it matches the color. So that's what's going on here. And you know, we'll talk about more, I guess, what I'm doing in TV and video games. So let's start the podcast off right. What's wrong with the world? No, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I, I have a friend who's, who, uh, who is lending me his password for uh, HBO Max. I, I've used it quite a bit. I, I don't want to say anything publicly and get this person in trouble, but thank you, Joe. And um, I started watching the John Adams like docu-series, which uh, it's okay, but I'm telling you, the music isn't nearly as good as Hamilton. Like if you're going <laughs> colonial, for, like when you watch, when you A, A, B, those things side by side, and I don't know, like Lin-Manuel, you know, was a much younger man. He might have been in high school, or, you know what I mean, when, when John Adams came up. But I keep waiting for these fantastic 
song and dance numbers? If you want to see no. Paul Giamatti sing, check out a little, a little movie called Duets. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a shitty Gwyneth Paltrow, Huey Lewis vehicle from like right. tur- 2000, 2001. With the news or just solo? No, no. He, this was uh, after the news, but before Colbert. So it was somewhere in the <laughs> okay. Okay. after the news before. Eh, shut up, Joe. No, but no. It, what, what I'm trying to say is that there's this movie about Paul Giamatti is, plays a character who sings karaoke. It's a whole deal. He's, he, he actually sings in the movie. So if you, if you have to hear Paul Giamatti sing, who plays John Adams in that docuseries, check out duets. If you were to pass Paul Giamatti on the street and not know it was just Paul Giamatti, but see him walk by quickly, I think you would say, looks like a dude who sings karaoke. <laughs> does he not? You know like, what? Uh, yes. In the right light, yes. He does. Look- and, and, and it's all, it's all Mario Speedwagon. <laughs> like start to finish. Heard it from a friend. <laughs> oh, man. Heard it from another you been messing around. Wow. We, were, we are really starting the party early. <laughs> uh, it was a party this week online with um, DC Fan Fest. I don't know about Fandome. that. Fandome. I don't know how much of that you followed on the Twitterverse or other outlets. It was there. Hey, yeah, we all did a little something for Comic-Con, but this is just all about us. And this is our Hall H like presentation to, to everybody out there. They should call it the Hall of Justice. I mean, what are they I, doing? I, I, big swing and a miss. Like, honestly, epic fail. It was interesting. Like, I didn't watch any of it because I listened to a f- couple, like, real podcasters who, you know, are focused in on, like, one subject, and it might be this subject. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll listen to their, like, our recap of it versus having to sit online and pay for, like, or register, to, you know. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a big mess and kind of a shakedown. But so what did you learn? What, what, what are you excited about? Give us the top 20. The uh, that everything you've ever seen in the DC universe is all canon, start to finish. All the Elseworlds stuff, all the Michael Keaton stuff, all the Christian Bale stuff, even uh, the Superman it, musical. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Everything. Wow. Everything. Um, even even the Shack vehicle called uh, Steel. Oh, I, I thought Kazam was part of the DC universe. No, no, because uh, uh, when Superman died, like three different Superman filled the void for those two years. He was quote unquote dead. Yeah. And it was a big, you know, an iron working guy. And I honestly, I believe I'd have to go back. I think his name was John Henry, a steel driving man. <laughs> I really do create it like an Iron Man type soon called himself steel and Shaq mm. did a movie, but all of it's canon. And they said, yep, it's all alternative universes. It's or that might be Earth six hundred and fifty one, you know. Right. And, and they they floated this out there like the last few years on the CW, you know, the green you know, green arrow and flash and our universe on Earth One, you know, sometimes pulling Supergirl and now Superman, who is on Earth thirty eight type thing. So they they've Basically thrown a blanket on everything like, oh, no, no, none of this was a mistake. Right. <laughs> you know? So Lois um, and Clark fans, you are vindicated. You really are. I. Uh, the other thing is the Ezra Miller driven um, Flash movie is it's been in development. It's been on hold. It's been in development and pre-production. Nope, he's not doing it. 
you know, for the last three years, it's on, it's on, and it's a Flash movie. But you can't have a Flash movie without Batman. Oh, course. I thought you were going to say you can't have Flash without, ah, he'll save every one of us. <laughs> every one of us. <laughs> um, Michael Keaton has signed on to not do a cameo. But to be in it, like speaking part, not like yes. in the background in one line. Um, they've also locked in uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, the word is, no, it's not a Batman movie, but Flash goes through these different timelines. It, it, it's going to be based on, on you know, the, the quintessential Flash story, which is called Flashpoint, in which he goes back in time to save his mom. And fucks everything up. So as he runs through alternative universes, he will come across other Batman. It's also... So wait, are you saying that in the DC universe there can be alternative facts? Yes. Yes, that. (laughs) And and, and not only in the DC universe, Joe, um, and ours. You know, and and ours. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I like to digress because I get bored. But you were saying... (laughs) Kevin Conroy has said, yep. You know, they call me, I'm in, you know, and uh, happy to put on the cape and cowl. He finally got to do live action Batman and the CW crossover this past year, but was an old, bitter legs and like, you know, bionic braces because he can't walk. Polio braces, not bionic braces, and never put on the cape and cowl, but he might be one of And it'd be great. You know, I don't know if they go and they get Clooney and if they get... You know, Christian Bale, how, how goofy you want, how many Batman you want it. But Ben Affleck to set, yep, I'll put on the cape and cowl for it. Or I will come back for it. He will come back as Bruce Wayne, but it hasn't been confirmed if he comes back as Bruce Wayne and also puts on the cape and cowl. So that, that was a big thing. The other big thing is, you know, hopefully, hopefully the Zack Snyder, it turns out that Zack Snyder, um, his, his, Justice League will you can either watch it it will be next year um on HBO Max to begin with it will be four 1 hour episodes or you can watch it as one 4 hour movie and it, it it hopefully this puts a rest to oh he got fired and that's why um Josh oh, Whedon Josh Whedon came in it's like no his production partner is his wife. They lost an infant child. <laughs> you know, they were 70%, 75% shooting his movie when they, you know, the, the death of, a, you know, a child, their only child. And, uh, yeah, they decided, you know what, I really want to do this movie. It's, it's, it's my passion project. It's the third in a trilogy. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to step aside. So, finally, you know. It became a little more clear what they were going to do. It, they had set, yeah, we're going to do something a couple months ago. So that was it, you know. And and also this week, because I know you can't get enough of this, because I'm cheap, uh, which is why I borrow a friend's HBO Max password, um, DC has had an animated continuum since 2013 that started with Flashpoint. There's been 16 movies. The final one came out three months ago, but I wasn't paying 20 bucks when I knew it was going to be on the DC app. I'm already paying 80 bucks a year for it. I just have to wait and skip over the podcast that I usually listen to to talk about it. But they wrapped up. So that's done. That was their end game. You know, they are 100% done with that storyline, that timeline. You know, that had introduced the world to Damian Wayne. And yeah, it, 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 a nice ending, a rated R ending. 
the, the final installment, which is now on HBO Max. So you don't have, you, on the DC app and HBO Max now for free. It's called uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. And dude, it has a rated R written no nudity, a little language, but the graphic violence is pretty graphic and it's pretty violent. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So that that's me, Joe. That that bring you know and you know. Uh, and I know I I saw the Batman trailer. I won't spoil anything, but you know what? Color me uh, interested. Color me interested. I liked I liked uh, the the approach. I like. Do you know? Anything about what to expect? Anything? I know. I know that Patton, son, uh, Patton's son is the worst, the worst vampire in recorded history. Mm-hmm. Took him sixteen years to turn into a bat. Yeah, see that <laughs> because he Twilight. Yes, I, is he going to sparkle in this? <laughs> I tell you, I like the design of the suit, yep. and I like the approach. I like the approach. As noted by Pat Contry on his podcast, the Completely wow. Unnecessary Podcast, the you know the guy who wrote that NES guidebook that we used to pilfer from, um, he noted that this is more of a, like a detective movie. Management the other day was all excited when she got home. She goes, oh, have you seen this thing going around on Twitter about somebody basically saying, why can't they make a fucking Batman movie? That's not based on him beating up mentally ill people. And, and, you know, and that's been one of the old jokes for a while that, you know, Bruce Wayne is the perfect Republican born into generational wealth, never worked a day in his job. And he spends all his resources that he's amassed by doing nothing, beating the fuck out of mentally ill people. (laughs) You know, the heroes we worship sometimes, you know, we have to question their motives. Here's a guy, you know, dressed in a green suit with question marks so bruce wayne's a proud boy what do you go what do you want and but but honestly what i've always loved about batman is that the graphic novels and some of the more quintessential yeah even in death of you know the uh batman returns when he beats superman he beat superman because he outsmarted him and it was one of the things that i loved when christian bale first Batman, that they picked Raj al Ghul to be his bad guy. Because in the comics, Raj al Ghul doesn't call him Bruce, doesn't call him Batman, refers to him as detective. Only refer- And yes, Raj al Ghul wants to hand in his League of Assassins, knows he's an incredible fighter, but it's his, his, it's his brain. It's his detective skills, his skills as a tactician, or tacticianer, you know what I mean? A, a field general. Um, you know, he, he was able to unravel these centuries-old League of Assassins, you know what I mean, that have plagued society since day one. And, uh, and I've always liked that. I've, uh, yeah, it's, you, it's nice to see, you know, the, the tights and cape people powing, yep. kabooey, smash, right. oh my balls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the bad guys. But I do like the fact that they're like, hey, you know, do you know who the, what really separates him? Do you know who the, the villain is or no? Nothing. I, I don't. Good. I, I, they, Good. I, I don't. I'll hear it eventually. Yeah. But, you Good. know. All right. So um, interesting. It's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. And it says only in theaters. It says it now. I know. And, and Wonder Woman's newest trailer also said only in theaters. They, which I get, you know, uh, this week, I think it's this week, we will be um, not buying. You have to, 
and I think it's sixty dollars to get Milan. Yeah, you and have then to you upgrade. Can buy it later, you have to upgrade to a premium service on Disney Plus. Yeah, we might be doing that because honestly, I get it. You know, the wife is very excited about this. You know, uh, an Asian female led live action of a Disney character that she loves, and she know, um, and she wants to support it. And I get it. I, I, I you know, I. I, I it's hard for me to imagine getting excited about, oh, a lead character in a superhero movie who doesn't look like me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what's that like? Right. So she's excited about that. Well, so just imagine like living your whole life loving these superheroes that look nothing like you until right. one comes along. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Hey. And and she, she wants to support it because it's not going into theaters. We'll see. And I... I you know, we'll, we'll see where the world is and, you know, when those movies hit the theater, if I feel comfortable going into a theater. I, I won't see an opening weekend. I won't go to a midnight show like I always do, but I'll go to a noon show four days later when uh, most of the people are uh, contributing to society. <laughs> you might have to go to another country, ironically, to go, like, actually go. Done. Right. Which, which, which one will take us, Joe? <laughs> I know. You have to, first of all, say that you're Canadian. Second of all... Um, Say that you're really honestly Canadian. Like being... <laughs> eh? I'm waiting. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say something. You looks like you were going to say something really funny and profound. No, I w- well, I was going to say, oh, fuck off, Karen. Uh-huh. I'm quoting. Who am I quoting? I think you're quoting... I think that was Andrew Dice Clay. No. No? No. Only he I... uses that kind of salty language. Right. The person who, who tweeted this week, oh, fuck off, Karen, is somebody who does not use salty language who pretty much stays out of the political arena, but at the same time has had enough of your shit. And one of the people who actually quoted uh, or, or tweeted at him, you know, screen name said Karen. Yeah, so, that, right. Her the first name was literally Karen. And uh, who are you talking about? Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, I saw. I was watching it unfold last night. I didn't. Last night, we were recording on Friday. Thursday night, the president spoke at his... Uh, Nazi pep rally, as you like to call them. But this was an uber Nazi pep rally. And, you know, I'm glad that they actually, you know, took advantage of the free house that they were given, you know, to have all their friends over, no masks, cheering on the president and saying that um, they didn't, I think coronavirus might have been mentioned. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it, it was mentioned in a great tweet where somebody took a picture of all the chairs on the White House lawn, like, yeah, it's mask optional, which means no masks. There's no social distancing. And these chairs are about the same number of people who died of COVID in this country today. And yeah. it's like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, but, it's incredible. So, Jim, but I was watching it unfold on Twitter as Jim Gaffigan was going on and on about the not so much what the president was saying, but just how, how the president is a fucking crook and a criminal and a liar. And he's had enough of people buying into this shit and um yeah and he's he, he's you know what i think he's mad as heck and he's not gonna take it anymore well he's like you know enough with the hollywood you know with the hollywood i'm not from hollywood and hollywood's just a town and if you want to go with coastal elites that's fine ivanka and donald and trump and donald are all coastal elites you know, maybe there's just people who are tired of his shit. And he was that. replying to a tweet that had since been deleted. 
So unfortunately, we don't know what was said to him to have sparked this outrage. But then he went on like an 18 tweet thread of like how, you know, uh, that, yeah, this is, this is a heist. And the president doesn't care about you or anybody else, and it's you know or the Hatch Act, yeah, or the Hatch Act, yeah, exactly, which is just another thing. It's almost it's just like another notch in the pole. When you're breaking a law in real time to get in front of a podium to say you're the law and order president, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and get cheered on by you know you know um, we're jumping ahead. You know who was not invited to the COVID super spreading? Uh, Express Nazi pep rally. Herman Cain. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, Too soon? Baker. I'm sorry, who? Charlie, Charlie Baker. Charlie Baker. Yeah. Republican governor of Massachusetts. Not only is he the Republican governor of Massachusetts, he currently, and for the last couple years, has the highest approval rating of any governor in any state, not any Republican governor or any Democratic governor or any Republican governor in a predominantly Democrat state, <laughs> which, but he, his poll numbers are in the mid to low seventies, which is amazing. Yeah. But he's not a Trump sycophant. Yeah. He's a Republican. He's a, he's a, you know, a socially liberal you know, moderate conservative Republican. He's a Massachusetts Republican. He's he's the he's the porridge that's just right for as far as Republicans go. He's kind of the most balanced. I guess thirty years ago he would have been a Democrat. Yeah, you, you know, and it's just but but because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't battle with Trump and say, "Hey, you're fucking our state," but at the same time, he doesn't do the deal leader thing. And you know, my friend Alex pointed out on Twitter. And I have a phone call with them, and I was saying it to management. She goes, yeah, I've seen some other people talk about that. Night one, there were five people with the same last name as the president. Five of the six keynote speakers <laughs> all had the same last name. And they're like, dude, that's North Korean shit right there. That's literally something that Kim Jong-un would have. His And then one of the, one of the speakers was actually going on about – Joe Biden's son benefiting from the pre- the vice presidential seat, and then and the Chiron below her as she was saying it said, "Coming up next, Eric Trump. Later, Ivanka Trump. Followed by is, Melania Trump." And this is his. This is one of the two Trump sons' girlfriends who would not was absolutely nobody, you know, before and now, and she was. Well, a lot of people had called it like. Coke Fest 2020. Well, <laughs> like, you're talking about Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is Donald oh, is Trump. Okay. So, it will go, yeah, Kimberly Guilfoyle, you know, she was the Fox News, Tits McGee, as I like to call her, in private. Uh, she she was the Don't one. Don't no one's listening. This is just us. I know, really, honestly. She, yeah, she was, um, she, she was high energy. He, I guess she would be the opposite of low energy Jeb. You know, maybe she was driving home a point, but yeah, she she woke the dead from cor- the Corona dead. She, if there was anybody that died from Corona that day, They're they back. heard her. They the 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 whole thing of I'm the Law and Order president while I'm breaking the Hatch Act, giving this speech at the People's House, and then to turn around and literally go after Hunter Biden, you know, while breaking the law, while five of your immediate family members are also contributing to break this law. 
all benefiting. Dude, it's just and people and, love it and they buy it. it and it's not and it's not like it's. I wish we could say it was fringe people. No, no, it's creeping. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're in fifty fifty part land and it's and, yeah. <laughs> and and Kellyanne Conway, who I thought there was a big thing that both her and her husband were stepping away from the political public arena you know their daughter has asked to be their 15 year old daughter has filed for emancipation and she was looking into it yeah and she was and publicly talking about it they both were like yeah we're going to step away but then there she is part of it and, and she well, gave the she was giving she was giving her um her farewell speech i think and she was giving her notice basically she's not quite done yet almost and she was she was doing what used to be what used to make people hit all like the, the RNC hit all the panic buttons. They've gotten really good at saying the quiet part out loud and with no remorse. And she flat out said, yeah, this violence is good for Trump's brand. You know, keep protesting, keep, you know, because every time that, you know, she said that flat out. Loud, it's bas- you know? basically a bring it on kind right. of thing. It's unbelievable that they have no problem saying, yeah, these riots in the street. The civil unrest, this is good for us. This is good for business. You know, like, look, and let, you know, where we sell the guns and we sell the bandages, like, the more we can get this, you know. And I think Dan Rather actually tweeted that kind of same sentiment, basically saying, so is Donald Trump saying that only Donald Trump can save America from Donald Trump's America? Well, you, we, we said that last week because they started showing clips of rides on the street saying, this is what Joe Biden's America is going to look like. It's like, well, that's, yeah, that's, from, that's today's news. Yeah, that's from the paper, man. <laughs> and, and he's not, you know, you know, for the first three years of his administration, he was still running against Hillary Clinton. It's like, mm. dude, you, you, you're, you're already in the White House. And now, and so they've taken footage from actual riots happening in real time now and riots and footage of riots happening in Spain. It's like, dude, this is, this is just a lie, but, but people, um, so now we got to really dive into the awful, but then dive into, well, where the awful is, is headed. So I think it's been a good two weeks. Has it been a good two weeks since we've seen, have we seen a good two weeks? In about no. the last eight months or whatever it's been. But we've seen two weeks without an unarmed black guy being shot by a white cop on tape um, mm. for almost – I think it's been close to two I thought weeks. there was somebody else just like – he didn't get in a lot of – I saw something pop up on my feed a week ago uh, before Jacob Blake. But it did – I don't know. It was, it was like a TMZ kind of thing in Louisiana. I don't know. It didn't get a lot of play. Maybe it wasn't as uh, – egregious is what happened in wisconsin but what about jacob blake so uh shot in the back seven times yeah by uh seven different people right no one one guy oh. looks look, looks a little little like me if i had shaved uh you know an older white cop um self-defense though because because you know a, the guy was going to his car right he could have done anything with that car with the three kids in the back you know joe there allegedly there was a knife inside the car. Oh, now he was asking for it. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of like when that girl wears that dress. You know, I, um, she's asking. You know, hey, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, and be sarcastic all you want, Joe. I'm going to tell you this flat out. There was a knife. Somebody had a knife inside the World Trade Center on 9/11, and 
I, I, I don't, I don't see what Obama, Osama bin Laden could have done. I, I don't see what choice he had. Yes. I yes. don't see what choice. I think he they had. actually sold knives. That's how <laughs> bad it was. That's why you have. So that's the whole thing, and and the fact that oh well, you didn't see on the video that we tried to tase him first. It's like. Uh, I, I think we might have seen that video if it happened. But if it did, box a car in. You know what? Let him go. Let him go home. You know who he is. You know his license plate. You know where he's going. Or but but he park- wasn't even the, the subject of the call. Apparently, the call was for the two women in a domestic dispute. He was there to break it up. And then when they arrived, when the cops arrived, he decides to go to his car. Who knows? I mean, he's got kids. I think he was going to try to leave. I don't know. But then... So he's... He, he right now, they don't know if it's permanent, and, and let's hope not, but he's paralyzed right now from the waist down. He survived seven gunshots. I mean, yeah. again, that, that's pretty pretty remarkable that you can survive. At close range, shots. yeah, yeah, yeah. He survived that. He's paralyzed at a hospital bed. But just in case he's not paralyzed and he's faking it, do you realize as we're these – us two white guys are sitting in our suburban homes – chatting about this he is handcuffed to his hospital bed hmm. he is handcuffed to his co- hospital bed under the under you know just in case just in case god not. comes down and touches his legs and goes Boop. right you know and, and and i just it's like oh oh my god i can't believe this does it get any worse can this get any worse oh what yeah <laughs> hold my beer let's let, let's handcuff this guy to the bed and what happens in the wake of this this black guy being shot in the back by a white cop, well, a little civil unrest, but uh, but we had a patriot step in and you know was it Tom Brady? Oh no, he's an ex-patriot. You know, right? Uh, but this but this 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 patriot knew how to restore law and order. Mm, okay, so a military guy. He was a, was he a cop? No, no, not a cop, not a cop. All right, married guy? No, no, family? No, no family no. man? No, no, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he has a family. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, has yeah. a mom and dad that he lives with because he's seventeen years old. What? Went to a Trump rally in January. Big mega supporter figures he's going to get his machine gun, his AK. I, I don't want to get it wrong. Forty-seven AK, or is it forty-seven or seventeen? It was the fifteen. It's the AR fifteen and AK forty-seven. I think it was the AR fifteen. Um, shot a couple people and. Um, Self-defense, though, right? He, th- then he, well, well, they they did have they did have I think signs that said Black Lives Matter. Maybe mm. I can't breathe. I'm not sure exactly right. what 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 offensive sign or offensive to this. But it, 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 hey, it's an open carry state, so he, he you know he had the legal right to do so because it was his gun, and he's and, a minor. Wait a and minute. Then he ran. <laughs> th- 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 then the crowd decides, hey. Let's go get this motherfucker so he doesn't shoot more of us. And he ran to the safe, warm, loving arms of the cops who not only protected him, drove him home. He shot two people. He murdered two people in cold blood. Gave him some water. And drove him home so he could sleep in his own bed that night. He got arrested the next day. But you know what? Yeah, he got got a chance to, you know, go home and, like, you know, get tucked into bed by mommy you know, read a little bedtime story, you know. Right. And, In um, Illinois, by the way. He crossed the dude, state line with his mom, who drove him there. Look, right, here's the, here's the thing. When they keep saying about Antifa and about, you know, 
uh, Black Lives Matter being a terrorist organization. Well, you know, QAnon is actually listed as what a major threat by Homeland Security. And when they keep showing these protests, we've been talking about it since they have the protests, the riots in Boston that one night. The number of people who, again, look like me and you who are agitating. The protest that my boys and I with management went to, there was a white guy there with a megaphone trying to do a thousand peaceful people wearing masks, social distancing at a George Floyd rally a few months ago. And here's some little fake Christian fuck trying to proselytize under the guy, you know, you know, trying to start shit under the guise of proselytizing. And so many of these people, the, the, the shit, the piece of shit who drove his truck and to the protesters in Charlottesville, you know, the, the, the fine good, person. On both sides, you know, the peaceful people getting run over yeah, and the guy driving. There are, the yeah, I'll find people on many sides of a car. And, and same thing. It's like this kid goes over state lines, shoots a couple people, and gets to go home that night with mommy, while a black guy shot in the back seven times is handcuffed to a bed, a <laughs> hospital bed. And so let's go, let's get into how the world's reacted. And that segues us into sport. You know, the whole sports world, and I mean the whole sports world that I know about in North America, has galvanized together, not as one voice, but in support of what's going on, in support of each other. And Joe, I'm absolutely moved and blown away about what has transpired in the sports world the last few days. Yeah, the NBA had enough, at least for a day. A few days, yeah. yeah. It's been. A, it, it, it will be near. By the time they start playing again, it will be almost a week since they said, "You know what? Fuck this." There's bigger things going on. I thought they were resuming on uh, Saturday. I think Saturday or Sunday, but they stopped. Okay, so maybe four or five days they've, they've stepped down. Well, they stopped on Thursday, wasn't Did it? They still wasn't it? It was yesterday when they didn't. I'm play. a little confused <laughs> because it, it, no, yeah. it's been a few. It, it's been at least since Wednesday. Oh, since the last and, game, maybe I don't know. Right, right. And then you saw. I mean. Oh, man. The WNBA team, mm-hmm. at first, they, they played the next night, and the team, the Mystics, came out in warm-up jerseys. And I don't know if you saw that. Uh, they had the, And for their warm-ups, they wore these T-shirts with seven bullet hole marks in the back and blood. Yeah. Like, and, dude, it was like, holy fuck. But, yeah, the NBA said, yeah, we're done. There's more important things. The Lakers and the Clippers, I guess, were rumored to be done for the season. The owners, uh, you know, called the big meeting with the Players Association. And the Players Association said, no, I think we're done. It started with the Bucks too. Right. And Milwaukee, well, actually, the Milwaukee Bucks, the first night, right, they they were supposed to play that night. And the Milwaukee Bucks actually had a conference call with the Attorney General and the Governor of Wisconsin to say, we're not playing. What the fuck is going on? And this is where we take our stand. Yeah. And, and, and there's more important things in basketball. You know, if you want us to shut up and dribble, if you want us to shut up and play, we're not. We're not, you know. And the day before, here's... Doc Rivers gave that speech, that emotional speech about how, you know, black people in this country, they love this country, but this country does not love black people back. And, you know, it, it breaks his heart. And it was it was tough to watch. Tough to watch as it, a person. He's a very... He's, on his, a, a well-spoken, Uh-oh. very, very Don't smart. Don't start with the well-spoken motherfucker. He's a black no. guy who can talk. Wait a minute. I'm going to be a coach. <laughs> How do you expect him to talk? 
Don't forget, he was a player. He, he was he was an NBA know. player too. Right, a scrub. But, the well spoken's a little. You can go. Oh yeah, you're right. You know what? That's a dog whistle thing. You're right. Cut that. He, yeah, cut that. Out. No, but I, okay. Listening to him speak is a power. He's a powerful Look, speaker. Compared to either of us, anybody is well spoken. All right, let's just put it that <laughs> Three, way. Three legged dog Logan over there, I think, could bark out a few more. No, so the WNBA set were done. The NBA set were done, but then the NBA actually did something. They said, "Yeah, we'll come back. We'll meet you halfway. We'll we'll be your entertainment. We'll be your diversion." But first. Here's our list of demands. And you were kind of, I don't know if you, you just had called it up, but you were going over before we start recording some of the, uh, some of the things that they're demanding. Oh, I was, I no, I'm sorry. I wasn't pulling. I was trying uh, to pull up the article, uh, but uh, you, you have some highlights. Well, yeah, yeah. I, you know, they, the buildings that the NBA teams play in that are either owned by their ownership or owned by the city or um, I, I was going to try to say that big word that I can't say. Municipality, oh, municipality. or state. Yeah. Thank you. That they want to be opened immediately as voter registration hubs and voting polling stations on days. But they did. They had a list of demands that yeah, we'll come back if, if you agree to this. And it, and they, I think, are really serious about no, no, no. We mean today, motherfuckers. We're not saying yeah. You know, after the season. Why don't we let the dust settle and cooler heads prevail, and then we'll talk about making this change? They're no, saying, no. Yeah. If you want these changes, you make these fucking changes now. Yeah. And if you don't, hey, you know, <laughs> here's the barrel. Here's you. <laughs> right. And f- seriously, kudos for 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 stepping up, and more and more people have done it. Like I said, it went across the sports world. Major League Soccer has halted games for a few days. Forgive me for, for not remembering the girl's name. I don't follow tennis, you know, that well. And, and, you know, but a 22 year old who was the number one, like women's money winner in tennis last year by like 10 million bucks. She was to play in a semifinal match in, in Cincinnati. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday and said, no, there's more important things in sports going on right now. And I'm, going to reflect on what my future is going to be and what I can do to help the situation. And so, you know, when there's two semifinal matches going on, they have to basically cancel the whole tournament. That's, that's big news. MLS had now granted there's no fans coming to the stadium and, you know, and all that, and you're not screwing people out of their hard earned money. Look, you know, I, for me to take four kids to a hockey game and I drive, you know, an hour to get here and pay 30 bucks to park. And now you're not going to play. That's bullshit. Now. So, so they didn't have to face that, but tennis went on hiatus. Major league soccer went on hiatus. The NBA, the WNBA, the fucking NHL. And (laughs) there's very few Americans in the NHL, as we know, very, very few, you know, African Americans uh, or African, anybody Canadians. Right. (laughs) And and right now, I mean, the honestly, I think, and, and not that it matters. I, I don't know what the racial makeup of the NBA is. What ten percent white, maybe eight percent white? <laughs> NHL. Well, if you look at the owners, <laughs> why, Joe? Why? Um, but but seriously, the NHL said, "Yeah, fuck this. There's more important things. We we, we want we want to support." I think I think it's because the NBA know because of what the NBA did and when the way they stepped up so publicly, and they have such a prominent black audience and black employee base. Essentially, you know, of course they're going to be first and 
the the front line people to make a statement. All the other sports have to fall in line. They can't just sort of like. But but it was great. Here here they are all. You know, the hockey's in a bubble up in Toronto, and you know, pretty much the one black guy in the NHL. He's in front of the podium at the mic with everybody else in that bubble. All the other players up there with masks on, and he flat out says, and I loved it. It's like. I hate these guys' guts on the ice, but you know mm-hmm. we as a whole are done, and, and and there's more important things, and we all want to do what we can to support our communities, our cities, our fellow athletes, and we are doing this as a united front. Period. At the end. So whatever basketball's in for, and same thing. It wasn't the players. You know what really impressed me, and and Joe, it hurts me to say this. I'm absolutely about to lump some praise on the Baltimore Ravens. Who hey, I'm not the done Baltimore gasping. Ravens, okay. Like the Baltimore Ravens, not not a player on the Ravens, not you know members of the Ravens. The Ravens organization came out and, and basically said enough is a fucking enough. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's dude, that's huge. Let's not forget baseball. You see the Mets game? Did I see was the Mets game the one that the, all the players came out on the field? They did the national anthem? And then put the Black Lives Matter T-shirt on home plate and walked off. Yep, class. And the broadcasters were like, uh, "I'm really sure what's going on here." I mean, what about it? And then, of course, the guy, the guy on um, and the NBA uh, on TNT walked off in solidarity. Right. You know, it was. I mean, these are all good shows of support. Hopefully, they translate into action. It looks like what the NBA is doing with the voter registration and the voting poll. You know, setting up voting uh, stations is is a major, major benefit. And hopefully, you know, this can catapult even further change and keep the conversation going without having to shoot more black guys, you know? Well, that's it. But, but if Major League Soccer is involved, if tennis is involved, if baseball is involved, I mean, if, if the National Football League, there wasn't one team that made a statement like the Ravens did with the nailing. Some team said, we're going to let the players stay in the locker room. We're going to let the players, some teams said, we're going to let the players do what they want to do. Some teams said, you know, no, you're going to stand, you know, right. like like the Dallas Cowboys. By the so, way, happy fourth anniversary to Colin Kaepernick taking a knee oh, four gosh. years ago, or translated in 2020 terms, 1987 was <laughs> is how it felt. I was hoping you can get that spit take from you, but nope. Dude, it, it was it was so great. And like I said... For, for the NHL players who are in Canada and very few, almost no, like less than 1% of the league, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, maybe, maybe the league is 10, 15, 20% American, maybe, but they're on foreign soil and they get together and they say, you know what? Fuck this. No, we are all part of this. We support this. We need change. We need to, you know, I like what Patrice Bergeron said. It's like, I'm using my voice to say, we have to listen. Now I'm going to shut up and listen. You know what I mean? I, like when he released a statement a couple months ago, you know, in light of the George Floyd I wish you thing. were more like Bergeron. That's what I said, Patrice Bergeron. No, I said I wish you were more like Patrice Bergeron. Oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> a, 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 a two-way forward who's I meant the shut like the best. Oh, I meant okay. the shut up and listen part. <laughs> all right. I'll shut up and listen. Uh, but no, not to me. All that hopefully changed. No, I'm going to listen to you because now uh, our, our really good friends, Flora and Steve, have a very long car ride this week, and I know they're going mm-hmm. to be listening to this podcast. And I know that Flora's favorite part of this podcast 
is uh, is you talking video games. Mm. So for the next twenty minutes, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That's in twenty twenty terms. So that means ten seconds. Six hours. No. (laughs) All right. Oh no. See, so you left on the first day, and that was kind of like a day, right? But then on the second day, then the third day was just a day. It's more like a week. I got it written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been doing video games? Is that the question? That's, That's the question. It's not even a grammatically well-crafted question, but what have I been doing with video games? Who is Joe? And what has he been doing with video games? Well, I'll tell you. I forget. I don't know what I've been doing with video games. I think I've been playing old games still. I, I don't think I've been playing many Floor, I hate to disappoint you. I don't think I have much to report about video games that's worth talking about on a podcast or even to myself in a basement. There's no reason for me to talk about what I've been doing with video games because it's frankly very boring and very non-eventful, very sporadic. It's kind of like, oh, I feel like playing this game. Oh, I'll pop this game in. Oh, should I write this down to make a note of having to bring this up on a podcast? Nah, inconsequential to everybody's life. So you know what? And and then your your alarm goes off because there's that Card Sharks marathon from 84, <laughs> and you have to... Well, well, I don't have much video news other than part of the DC fandom uh, they released a trailer, which I did see, for the new game Gotham Knights coming out. Mm-hmm. As we know, the end of the trilogy of the amazingly well done. I think I think all three installments of Rockstar's Batman games, Arkham Asylum, Rocksteady, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and then um, Arkham Knight, Arkham Knight, all were Game of the Year the year they came out. Yeah. I mean, they were fucking amazing games. Spoiler alert, at the end, Batman dies. Um, I haven't beaten Markham Knight, so thank you. He, uh, he, he, you, you know, to get the true ending, you have to 100% that motherfucker, and it is a bitch wife on steroids. <laughs> yeah, but let's just, two words, the Batmobile, all right? Oh, it, it, it is I great, the but, dude, there's so much... Oh, it, a bitch, bitch and a half. Like there, there were times I, I would spend like, okay, I'm only going to put four hours into this one achievement. And if I can't <laughs> fly and, and, you know, you were. Oh, the ring grapple. challenge and all that right, shit. Oh, right. Fuck those. You had to grapple up five different buildings, fly a third of the way across Gotham, and then you had 20 seconds to do three loopy loops, <laughs> eat a bowl of cereal, and come up with a riddle of the Sphinx. Um, but. One of the fun things about that game is you got to do a deep dive into Nightwing and you got to play as Nightwing, as Tim Drake Robin, as Jason Todd, you know, Red, Red Hood. Hood. As in, and so basically the entire Bat family is, is this is in Gotham Nights. years later, five years later in Gotham Nights. I will say I'm excited about it. I would also like to say, fuck you, DC. Fuck you, DC Phantom. Fuck you, Rocksteady. How dare you show me a trailer for something that comes out in 13 months, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Fuck all of you. And I only I wasn't going to watch it, you know, but my boys were completely excited about it. You know, it's games that we've all played together. 
And by the way, it's hard to spoil a video game. I mean, a video game is like 25 hours of content. Dude, if you go, and I mean this, go back and just watch the commercial slash trailers for like the last couple Batman movies, like Arkham City. The Arkham City video games. Video game. The Arkham City video game promo reels, which were like some were 30 seconds, a couple were two minutes long, had nothing to do with the game, gave away nothing, but makes you say, fuck, why isn't that a movie? Yeah. Like, give me 140 minutes of that. <laughs> like, like nothing to do with the movie. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, Nightwing steps in and Robin steps in and, you know, Batgirl steps in um, and, and Red Hood. Uh, so I am, I'm, I'm, you know, I won't watch walkthroughs or gameplays or play a beta test of it. I'll wait for the, and, and that sounds about right. So if the PS5 comes out the end of this year, beginning next year, you know, I'm going to wait six months for them to get all the bugs out anyways, before I get the second wave of it. Uh, it's not a collector's edition to get the first printing, <laughs> you know, of something like that, but I will, I, you know, I will, uh, I will get that. I will. And, and like I said last week. Um, Armed Forces Entertainment has said, hey, we're interested in uh, doing a couple tours. Uh, how's your September 2021 looking? And now I'm thinking, huh, on the other side of the world, on a two-week trip where 90% of the time I'm sitting in a hotel room. Yeah. Come, I, here, uh, come here, Gotham Nice. Come <laughs> here, Tim Drake. Come here, Jason Todd. Come here, you know, girl that I don't know the name of. Barbara. Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, you I knew that. Monster. <laughs> you you monster. So that so so if you're not playing games and if you're not watching a marathon of card sharks from 84, what were you watching this week, Joe? I've been catching up with something that's going to have a 30th anniversary. For those of you who have to do some quick math, 30 years ago was 1990. I was 13 years old. And I was watching Fox. That's right. Sunday nights on Fox. You had The Simpsons and you had a little show debut called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Can't Lose. (laughs) And they have the first two seasons on the free Sony Crackle app. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are you telling me to get another goddamn app? No, this one's been out for some time. But, you know. Are you pushing Quibi too? No. Fuck Quibi and the asshole. But, um... I've been watching Parker Lewis episodes. That was a very fun show. If you, I don't it know if you great. watched it. Did you it watch was, it? It was great. It was great. It was right up there with, uh, did that come out around the same time that Square Pegs did? No, Square Pegs did was we, 84. This 84, was 90. Okay. Yeah, this is pre- well after Square Pegs. But this, the style in which Parker Lewis was done was kind of, it, it was very Fox. It was very like, in your face, but cartoony. It was a like a live action. It, it was. It, it came out around the same time as Get a Life, so it fit right in. It was the uh, high school show uh, that captured the '90s and the goofiness of the '90s and the 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 pop culture referencing of the '90s. You know, so they had like you know Leave It to Beaver references, and uh, they even referenced like other Fox shows. They referenced 60 Minutes, who they competed against <laughs> on Sunday nights. And it had elements of horror. If you don't know about Parker Lewis Can't Lose, look it up. It's three kids. It's about. It's a mostly white show. Sorry. I know. What? Yes. It's about three white boys. Primetime TV in the I, 90s? I know. You go How figure. Dare you? But um, it was uh, three boys. They were, you know, two of them were juniors. 
uh, one of them being Parker Lewis, the other one being Mikey. Mikey Randall was the, you know, the rocker kind of, you know, aspiring musician, kind of edgy guy, uh, a little brooding. And then you had Jerry Steiner, who was the geek freshman gopher, but he was like the guy in the chair. You know, he was the guy that, you know, had the trench coat, which Velcroed open to reveal whatever Parker needed at the time to get out of the, 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 the claws and the web of the evil, sadistic, thirsty as fuck principal of this school, Miss Musso, played by Melanie Chardoff, by the way. She was this um, evil queen, if you will, of the school. She had a little lapdog, or a tall lapdog, uh, student obedience helper called uh Leslie uh, Graham no he, pretty much he was you know he, he, he was he was uh, touted as a young republican kind of person you know but you know there were sound effects there was um just uh, it was surreal it was goofy off the wall humor don't forget Larry Kubiak was the bully that would always either be eating something or going to eat something or um the 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 kid sister that was always trying to undermine Parker Lewis uh her name was Shelly I know all this now because I've been watching it and IMDb-ing it for the last five days. So. No, hey, I, I, I actually might might put some crackle on the uh, – see if I can get on the smart TV and yeah, it, you watch know, it's, that. It's got the ads, but it's, it's, it's very well – you know, it's easy enough to watch. But it's just um, – it's only the first two seasons, which are fine because the third season apparently was kind of shit. It, you could see where like Scrubs is essentially like the offspring of – Parker Lewis in style and and tone. It's goofy 90s fun and well worth it. There's a you know great cameos and um it has a it has like this horror element too. You could tell that they were uh the, the people who made the show were horror fans because just the over the top acting, the lighting, the mood music, the the camera angles were actually like kind of revolutionary. Like they didn't have GoPros back then, but every sh- episode had the camera from the point of view of inside some sort of container where the characters would open up and then close and then open up again and close. Yeah, it was just it was just a fun, fun show. And it's just it's fun to watch again. And it brings me back and I wish it was nineteen ninety again so I could stop nine eleven. But that you know, maybe I'm overshooting it a little bit. Um but I also wish I was nineteen ninety again so I could watch the Fox Sunday night lineup anew, afresh. And 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 I was in a new life ruining havoc. By <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's three years before you were saddled with me. Right. And, well, yeah. So, and uh, you know what? I would want you to relive 1990 so you can experience it for the first time. Because apparently... <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, it was 1990, you were in college. From, from, from what? No, nine, okay. Yes, yeah. 87, 88, 89, I was playing minor league hockey. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was 89 that I... Uh, the Fitchburg years... And it was early, yeah, it was late 89 when um, when things start to get a little fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the haze kind of settled 95, 96. You know, there's still some spots here and there that I need, you know, help people <laughs> coloring in the pages for. Um, but from what I'm told, I had a fantastic time. Okay, great. <laughs> So yeah, 1990. You want to relive that? Go watch Parker Lewis can't lose on Crackle. And uh, you know what's pissed me off though? It's a little technological glitch. Towards the end of season one, a bunch of the episodes are out of order, and one episode is mislabeled and reran 
the previous episode, so it's all fucked up. You know, it's all kind of weird, you know? So you kind of have to deal with that. A little hiccup, but who the hell cares? It's Parker Lewis, man. <laughs> and you know what? From what I can tell, nobody's an asshole. Like I'm looking, you know, I'm looking like future asshole, future asshole, future asshole. No, so far so good. I can tell, you know, like no, nobody's raped anybody or been me too, or you know, you know, it's right wing yeah. guy or born again Christian kind of thing. No, there's there's somebody. My wife watches one show where the guy basically is a pedophile. And it just came out that he's basically a pedophile. Oh, Chris. Chris D'Elia. D'Elia. The yeah. comedian. Yeah, he's on a show. He was on a show called Undateable. Not not that. She's watching a show now. Oh, a now show. Okay. A, a now show that's like she might be a season behind or something like uh, that. It's almost like a Dextery type show. Yeah. But anyway, so he played a guy who grooms and, and what he like grooms young girls like 14, 15. Yeah. And it turns out that um Typecast. It's it's one of those things is like did you is this part of you getting off the fact that you get to play yourself on this or are you hiding in place? I know. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. But, but it does. It's like, like, so now it's funny. It's like, Hey, Bill Cosby when, played a gynecologist. Just want to put when, it out there. <laughs> Just want to put it out there. He played an OBGYN who had a practice in his house. Wow. <laughs> we didn't see that one coming. So I, uh, I with the family this week, finished season two of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. It was fun. I mean, you know, I like me, the superheroes, and, you know, unlike the boys, it was, it had some moments um, of tension, but it wasn't the, oh, shit, I don't think I can keep watching the show because that was really fucking horrible, what just happened, kind of, thing that, like, on the boys. But the Umbrella Academy was fun. Um, this whole season, they were stuck. And Dallas, Texas, two weeks before the Kennedy gets assassinated, and <sighs> they might have been the ones who assassinate him, or maybe they're the ones that stop the assassination, or maybe they're the ones that, because it's timeline, time travel type stuff, and it's like, uh, well, if we kill baby Hitler, well, then- I mean, they would. But here's the problem with the multiple timelines: do they just settle on the timeline that fits their narrative the best it's kind of like eh, we'll pick this one no there's a organization that is supposed to keep the timeline in place and there's people out there so that, there's a timeline that can there be is a timeline so there's right. no parallel so universe it's like well you if know that- somebody fucks up the timeline this bureau knows and they send assassins to go right the wrong hmm they're you time know, cops type- Type thing, it's kind of kind of like that. Um, it's good. I mean, it, look, it's fun. It, it, it was it was a good series. It's like period pieces done well with the cars and and the outfits. I mean, it was it was fun. The music was great. They, they had all the. I mean, I like that. It's, it takes place in 1963, but it was like modern day music, and some of it was like funky covers of some songs but but some of the songs were just like absolutely perfect for you know what i really i mean i know it's a weird thing to point out but we all love the music in this and where season one ended it's like oh this could be the end of the show and we'd all be good but it'd be nice for it to come back so season two end it where like yeah, good luck not bringing us back, motherfuckers. <laughs> Great. And maybe so, they got a two-season commitment. Thinking about it, Umbrella Academy, they're going back in time to put right what once went wrong. No. Oh. No, one of the people, they they were trying to jump back in time to undo something that just happened in 2019. I see. 
but shit went down as they were doing it. And the, there's, there's seven people in the group, but one of them is dead. But one of the six siblings, they're all adopted. Um, I'll, give, I'll give the real quick story. In like 1989, around the world, like 84 women gave birth the exact same time who the day before weren't pregnant. Like they all got pregnant and all had, and there was this billionaire who went around the world trying to buy as many of these children as he can. And he got seven of them to train them to be superheroes. Like, you know, maybe this one will do this. Maybe. And one of the guys can talk to the dead. And so he sees his dead siblings. So one of their, one of the seven umbrella Academy, you know, siblings got killed in action when he was like 16, 17 years old. And here it is. 15 years later, one of them can see him. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of the guys can kind of teleport across a living room or to the other side of a field, and he thinks he can like do it through time, and he accidentally goes forward in time one day, and it's the apocalypse. And he's, he's in the apocalypse for like 60 years and then gets recruited, or he's in the apocalypse for 40 years and gets recruited by the headhunter of this organization saying, hey, we've been watching you survive in this uh, barren wasteland for the last like 40 years. What do you think you'd be good for this job? And then when he tries to get back to his own time, he's a grown man. He's 60 years old or in his 50s, and he fucks up the math going back to 2019, and he goes back to himself in 2019 as like a, you know, pubescent 14 year old boy Uh but he's really 60 he leaps into himself (laughs) he leaps into himself sort of so they're trying to get away from this event that happens the end of season one and they all wind up in the same alleyway over the course of three years so one gets there in 1960 one gets there in 61 (laughs) two of them gets there in 62 they they left at the same time but they got to the same spot at different times and the big guy, you know, the, the, the big strong guy who basically has his his father tried to save him once and fused his DNA with gorilla blood, and he kind of is half gorilla, half man. Um, he's a bodyguard or a strip club owner in Houston, uh, in Dallas, Texas, in 1963. Oh, Jack Do you know Ruby. any strip club owners <laughs> in Dallas, Texas, in 1963? And he really likes Jack Ruby. Like Jack Ruby is his his friend, you know, a good guy for a mobster strip club owner in Dallas, Texas in 1963. Hey, the guy was so a hero. Been, so, you know, and it turns <laughs> out, wait, why the fuck is your dad? And it's like <sighs> the kid who can bounce back and forth, somebody from the time agent came to him, and this is a week before Kennedy, it's like, you should see this tape. And it's the unedited um, Sapruder film. Wait a second. And he goes, yeah, he goes, they're going to kill me for giving this to you. And then the guy gets killed. It turns out his dad was standing on the grassy knoll. His dad, the billionaire guy who later on, like, <laughs> buys these children in 1989. So it's interesting. But the way this series ended, it's like they must have had a two-year commitment. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, we watched the Umbrella Academy. You mentioned a little show. Um, Describing Parker Lewis, uh, mentioned Get a Life. I'm still, I'm still waiting for our Get a Life side. Show. Why don't we? America is. You know, if only there was like, we, if only we had time to Carnival. watch 
all those episodes. We, you know, we can either scrap carnival personnel. <sighs> yeah, settle down, settle down, settle down. Today she's exchange, on my birthday. In exchange to starting a Get a Life podcast <laughs> where we do one episode on each episode of that. I know that's the dream, and I know in on paper it sounds awful, but in practice it, it, it will be miserable. Uh, you might think it sounds awful, but it's going to be worse. Hey, oh, maybe if we get David Merkin to you know do some commentary on our podcast, let, 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 let's check his schedule. Yeah, oh, I think he's got the time. Joe, you, you're 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 uh, you're the, you're the proud father of my son's piano teacher. Congratulations on doing a great job raising your kids. Uh, why don't you help those out there struggling to raise their kids? Like like our friend John. I mean, he's. He, uh, he doesn't know what to do with his uh, well-educated, you know, successful children. And he's replying, relying on you from so, for, for, for some tips and advice. Some tips and advice. Well, you know what? Or just the tip. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say that you want to um, bake at 400 degrees Fahrenheit for about 25 minutes until the edges are brown. And then you take the pizza out of the oven. And then... Um, Bon appetit. So you're saying feed your family a well-balanced meal is what I'm hearing. I guess so. Uh, Are we talking about kids now? I was thinking about a pizza. (laughs) Eat now? I had the option on on Thursday night. Management is doing a weekend shift, you know, doing a nanny gig, uh, you know, at a palatial mansion with a big pool and a hot tub. And the kids are young and, and they're fun and they love our youngest son who probably should still be spending time away from me because computer thing. But he actually said, you know, mama said I can go stay. Do you want me to stay? And I told him, it's like, buddy, how can I miss you if you won't go away? So my parenting tip is take the opportunity to distance yourself from children. Um, so, so that, so that you can appreciate your time with them more. Cause you don't know what you got till they're the fuck out of there. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I thank you for uh, indulging me in this TED Talk and uh, <laughs> my DC fandom rant and uh, and all that's awful and right in the world, Joe. Yeah, and I thank you for giving me something to do over the weekend or the next couple of hours, editing out the smacks and the ums and the pauses so that it'll sound clean as a whistle to the untrained uh, listener out there. Um, literally a listener, Biff, John, I mean, you, whose shift is it this week? Is it John's turn to low? Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think we've gone a week without All-Star Tommy replying directly oh, Tommy, yes. to a comment that you make around I, minute 44 into this. I forgot about All-Star Tommy. For some reason, I was flaking on it. Oh, I apologize, All-Star. Flora, as she's driving to, yes. to Philadelphia, and we wish them all the yes. best on their endeavor down there. Yep. Yep, and you know, and uh, you know, Labor Day weekend's coming up. We are we doing a podcast for Labor Day? Or are we taking Labor Day off? No, uh, uh, no, we work on Labor Day. We labor through Labor Day. It, it was sad when our Phoenix, when our when the F and H Phoenix Memorial Day event was pushed. You know, in in April, mid April, they made the decision. Mid late April, the goal was to reschedule it for Labor Day this year. Uh, for Labor Day. They did not say which one. I'm shooting 50-50 Labor Day 2020. <laughs> oh, yo, wait, no, you're shooting 50-50. Like the year of 50-50. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I don't know if we're getting out of this one. 
Nobody gets out alive. Yeah, I mean, think actually that's that's a new bumper sticker for you, Trump, right there. No one gets out alive. Sorry, sorry, folks. Let's uh, let's let's have some T-shirts made up, but we'll have them made in China. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know. a, like the Trump hats. Yeah, we only we know we know. All right, that's enough of this shit. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you on the flip side in about a week. And um, Jacques, please don't forget.